comes. Here. And watch out! He's got Wow. Point, because there's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two-footer. Oh my goodness. All the way! Oh, can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into a special edition of the Walk-In Podcast to our loyal listeners who are used to break, having us break down the PGA Tour, where we bring you a little bit of a different flavor as we're one week away from the Four Horsemen Tour, a tour Mark and I have been members of for a long time, and we wanted to bring some special content to this year's trip. We've jumped to 12 guys. We're going to be breaking down a lot of betting angles, uh, but there's no PGA Tour angle here this week, Mark, and it is a pleasure to bring you in as our defending champion of 2021 on the Four Horsemen Tour. Welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Glad to be here. Multiple time champ for you. So this is wow. Too kind of you. I'm joining some some company here. Um, I appreciate it. Now, we aren't. Uh, this is just a buddy trip, right? Uh, Four Horsemen Tour is not a uh, it's not the live version of the web.com. This is this is just 12 buddies shooting the shit, going to different places competing their balls off, having a lot of fun. Um, really excited. Like you said, we're recording now on, um, what's today? Monday, almost Monday, a, a week 29th. away now uh, from this trip. First time going to Kohler, Wisconsin. You're the Midwest guy, Jeff. I anticipate tons of hospitality, tons of great golf, and hopefully a title defense. Let's see. Yeah, I agree. The Midwest is opening its arms, welcoming in all of our East Coasters uh, as a DC guy for a period of time myself. I think you guys are going to like it up here. A uh, little bit of a different speed. I will say, though, if we were the live tour, Bechtel's our Greg Norman, right? Like has to be. Yeah, of course. He, the energy. He's, yeah, he's the commish. He doesn't is. have all the screws there all the time. <laughs> That's right. I mean, <laughs> I think he and Greg at a dinner would be yeah. a riot. Yeah, I'd pay, but I'd pay to watch that dinner. Lots of energy. Um, a couple titles. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think I think the, the parallels are there. Um, and we've got a bunch of new guys joining us this year. Mark and I took an opportunity to interview a few folks who bring a special angle to this Bechtel being one of them, uh, a former champion, two-time champion. We've got an individual angle. We've got somebody to kind of break down the team side of the house. We've got the spirit of the tour, which is a, a very big honor bestowed upon one, maybe unfortunate gentleman come week's end. And then finally the book, the numbers, the lines, the bets. That's that's what we're here for. That's what we do on this podcast, right? So we have to bring that angle. And I I think each guest uh, brought the kind of energy and excitement to this trip that I think all of us listening and those who are friends or associates of the people who are going to be on this trip, who are maybe looking for a betting angle, as you'll find out from our uh, our book, that all bets are welcome. Those on the trip, those off the trip. There's, there's a lot of action, um, side action. There's going to be a ton of things going on this weekend. Oh, I guess we're a weekend away, but a week away. It's going to be incredible. Really excited for the trip, obviously, but really excited for this episode, Jeff. I, I think we nailed these. These interviews were, were great. Um, awesome guests. All of these guys did a phenomenal job breaking down the, the different angles that we gave them. Um, should we recap, like, I guess the org origin of the trip? Um, 
so we all started um you know uh i guess it started as four work cohorts grew to eight a couple years later now a a few years after that we're growing to 12 spent the first few years of our trip in myrtle beach now we're getting older and um more uh responsible wealthier more adventurous who knows and uh we've taken our talents other places i won in pinehurst last year it was awesome and now we're going to Kohler, Wisconsin um, to uh, to play five awesome courses. And um, I, I, man, it's going to be great. You've never played any of these, right, Jeff? No, I, I have not. I've never been up to Wisconsin for a golf trip. This will be one of two this fall. And this is the one I've been looking forward to since Bobby and Brian, our former champion, team champions, picked this spot. Supposedly... Yeah. There was another Midwest location that was tabbed or was maybe second place to whistling. And I'm very curious to know what that was. We, we didn't find out in our interview, but uh, maybe if the hospitality ends up uh, meeting the bill, we'll be back again in the Midwest next year. We'll see. We'll see. We've got gross individual champions. We've got uh, net team champions. Um, we, we are grouped with one other guy on the trip. And um, of course, we've got the sports book. So um really excited for this um this episode would uh would love everybody's feedback and um hopefully you guys follow along that's right and i think we should probably bring on our first guest uh as we already mentioned maybe the the greg norman of the four horsemen tour i don't even think he'd want to be compared to jay monahan although he is an excellent leader many people in this group play very critical roles and we're excited to expand it to four but Without further ado, we should bring it to the man who is looking to take the rainbow jacket off your shoulders, my friend, and place it back on his and become the second three-time champion. Without further ado, we bring on our first guest, Matthew Bechtel, for all the individual angles to this week's event. We're now pleased to welcome on two-time champion, Matt Bechtel. This is the champions segment of the interview process here, Jeff. We've got three moments. Yeah. Hey, welcome on, Bechtel. How are you doing today? Dude, I'm doing great. Um, you know, I think we should probably assure listeners that this isn't a meeting of the champions to maybe, you know, start a new tour. Um, you know, a lot of stuff going on in golf. We got to make sure we get ahead of that. That's that's true. I, this is a, probably a good place to start if we're being selfish. I mean, three three wise men here. We're, we're really only missing the fourth wise man, Aaron Freeman. But, but Bechtel, does Aaron Freeman even have a chance to win this year? You know... <sighs> He never really plays much. He never really, you know, expresses the want or need or pleasure in playing golf. I really don't know what to make of his golf game. You know, he, he's kind of a gamer. He shows up. He has a decent swing. But, like, I think he's probably too rusty to really pull this one off. Um, that'll uh, that'll lead me to my my first real question, Jeff, if I can. Yeah, um, please. Hey, Bechtel, um, we've talked a lot about odds on air, off air. Who, um, excuse me, how many of our trip do you think have a realistic chance of winning the individual title this year at, uh, at whistling, uh, in response to that, Mark, do I have to reveal the guys I think have a chance to win? No. Well, if you'd like to, we'd love you to, yeah, you know, if you want to, if you want to put that out there, we will gladly accept that, uh, during this interview. Um, but let's start with a number and then we can go from there. Let's go. Um, let's see. 
honestly, it, it's probably, I think it's five guys, five total guys. Care to elaborate? <laughs> How deep do you want to go, bud? How dude? Well, it's obviously Jeff. I mean, consummate competitor. Uh, you know, I'm humble. Thank you. The stuff that I've seen Jeff do on a golf course is both like astonishing and and also you know he he Remember has some I talent. Remember when I snatched your soul at Legends? Honestly, it was nine? it was one of those things where because I was recording too, we were the uh, the ultimate group there. I mean, we had such a great match for about twelve holes. I think it, I, I think at the turn I just had taken the lead and I bombed a drive on ten, and then you played the last. I think it was four or five holes in three under par gross, which I think was like five under on the back net. I mean, it was, it was an unbelievable performance. And I remember being on 17 at legends and I was in the waste area. I hit some nasty chip to a couple of feet made par. And then you just drained this like 30 footer on me. And I just fell <laughs> I do, on the green I do remember that. I and I was just like, I am exhausted. Like you win. <laughs> Well, okay. Let's let's actually talk about. You just said five people. Maybe you don't want to name them. That's fine. But before, and if you want to go deeper, by all means. However, what do you think it actually takes to be a champion of this tour? We've got three debutants this year. You've said there's five guys that could win. What do they have to have to get it done? I think it it really depends on how guys react when the red light comes on. Um, you know, I think when your friends and family. Um, and, and now, you know, the sports book, you know, backers are seeing you hit the golf ball like an absolute idiot. It, it's really hard to, to stomach that. I mean, people have video of you just swinging like an idiot and their hard earned money in this tough economy was on you. So it's, it's really just mental toughness. I think the camera's on you. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's a couple guys that maybe they have a little bit of a skill advantage, but I think it's between the years. Interesting. Okay. Would you say, Mark, Mark, let's not let him off the hook. Let, let Mark back. You're, you're diving in, baby. Let's go cannonball. Who are the other four? Let's just give the people what they want. Every single person listening to this podcast right now is like, why did you cut them off? Who could win this tournament other than the three of us? I mean, it's, you know, Mark is playing some competitive golf out there. Um, you know, a couple of days ago, he played against a guy that I think it was close to a scratch or two or something like that. It was a point one. Point one, not a big deal. He he endured a barrage of birdies, which is really hard to do, especially when you're, you know, it's an eight shot difference. I mean, that's it. There's there's a different level of ball striking there, and and that's tough to just kind of under pressure, make the shots, you know, do the stuff you got to do, make bogeys, make clutch par saves. Um, and Mark got it done. And you know, as a net champion of my club myself, I, I do applaud net <laughs> champions. What a what a perfect segue. Okay, but come on. You got us three here. We know you know you can win. We know you think Mark can win. Thank you. I'm humbled you think I can win. Who are the other two names? Uh, the other two names that are out there. It's not Matt Rob. Okay. Um, that's that's one right off the board. Even though he shot one of his best rounds ever today, the day we're recording. Yes, it, he, it can't be done. It, can't put it together I, for I, five I, rounds? Nope. It, it just, nope. I mean, I think, honestly, realistically, he he's going to fall in the eight through 12 range. Um, and that's wow. just the way the math works out. Um, it's nothing against the guy. You know, he's been my partner for a couple of years. He's had a couple of moments on camera. Um, but, you know, I, I've seen a lot of Matt Rock. Okay. So still, we got to round out this card, man. We got two okay, open sorry. slots. We're squeezing the juice right out of you, Beto. Are. Who are the other two? <laughs> we are. 
Uh, the other two. Um, it's obviously uh, Mark, Jeff, myself, um, Mark Horn, the Horn Dog. Uh, you know, we don't know anything about you him. Don't other know than a damn thing. Freeman just pulled. Picked, he called us up one day. Said, "Hey, I got this. You know, nice guy from work. I think you guys met him before the pandemic briefly. I did remember meeting Mark a couple of times, but it was very brief. Um, oh, he's like an eight to a ten, and then." We're like, oh, cool, man. Sounds good. You know, let's keep the, the MSC tradition alive. And uh, come to find out, like his low might have been a four, I think, on on the GIN, if that's correct. That's the uh, the American Handicapping uh, Association. So I would assume that's correct. Um, so he's definitely in there. Um, and then Ryan Cormack. I mean, he's played a lot of um, top 100 courses, good golf courses. I don't know how much competitive golf, like state uh, state tournaments or anything like that he's played, but um, he's been an involved and committed golfer for years. So I expect him to show up. Wow. Okay. I I'm thankful for that. I, you didn't mention penguin, Bob, we're not on Bermuda anymore. Why doesn't penguin Bob have a chance to win? Um, I, I think it's belief. Um, you know, when you believe you can win, you back it with your wallet and, you know, Bobby's a prudent guy. He's made great investments, you know, has a lovely house, you know, he does a lot of things, you know, I mean, he even organized the trip, the hospitality, everything, um, picking the location, shout out to Bob, but he also did not make an investment on himself. Fair enough. Plus six fifty currently on the odds boards for, for the guy who just misses, I don't know where he is on oh, your, your standings. I, I do have one, actually, I missed one guy, one guy that I think might be a little bit of an X factor with some longer odds. Um, Brian D. Say more. I I think, uh, you know, he kind of unlocked something that round at Tobacco Road. I mean, he made four birdies that day. Realistically, I mean, I was in the cart with him. Probably should have been five or six. Um, and, I mean, the proximity with the wedges to the holes, were, it was like four feet every time. Bam, bam, bam. And I think if he can kind of find a rhythm early and find some belief, um, you know, the sky's the limit. The guy's tall. It kind of reminds me of like Willie Z a little bit skinny slender body type can kind of bang the ball out there when he needs to. And it's a matter of, you know, what's he going to do? How many greens, how many putts, how much belief currently nine to one at the sports book, Mark, jump in there. I know you got something for, for Bechtel here. Yeah. Um, I know that there have been, we've been taking bets, uh, amongst our group, um, see who would come out victorious, uh, other than yourself. If you had to place a wager, uh, of the six that you had just named, who would it be? It's too easy. It has to be Jeff because it has to be an emotional hedge with Jeff. With Jeff, <laughs> it's, it is, it is, Jeff is like kind of battling like the more handsome, you know, the smarter, the, you know, the, the teacher's pet. Like he, he's that dude. It's like I'm going up against the prom king and it sucks when the guy that drinks milk and goes to bed at 9 p.m. each night, you know, wins i think that's kind of evil on a trip like this where you know <laughs> brethren are getting together and getting after it but you know the man is uh you know he's consistent hey i'll throw back a few transfusions and and for the record uh, i do not really drink milk anymore and i can stay up late past nine o'clock uh as long as it's not a school night i'll stay up past nine o'clock but anyways uh, uh that's a good emotional hedge yeah um back to we uh we talk about the trials and tribulations of country club life uh, amongst our group, because the majority of our group uh, does belong to a club in, in their hometown. Uh, what would you say to criticisms from the gallery that 
playing your course and your course only is a hindrance to your chances in Kohler? Um, I think it's uneducated. Um, I think if you've been out on the neck, um, you realize that you're playing on golf on a peninsula, the temperature changes, the wind changes, your, your light, you know, it, everything changes, um, on top of it being an absolute vibe. And I think that that actually helps me, um, really puts an emphasis on your ball striking when you've got a 20 mile an hour wind going this way and you hit a queef, meaning that said queef would go exponentially further right and further away from you. You know, you, you can't even imagine how far it can fly. Right. Um, I want you to actually frame this. We're going to frame this one a little bit differently. We haven't talked much about the debutantes. You, you did mention uh, Mark Horn. He, somebody you think has a chance of winning the other debutantes. You also mentioned Ryan Cormack in there. Um, and then our last debutante of this year, Jeff White, my partner, no mention from Jeff White. If we look at the debutantes, just those three, does Jeff White have a chance of beating the two other debutantes? See, the problem is with Jeff White is that he, uh, you know, sometimes I like to use this expression of like handicapping golfers. Um, he's an 11 right now. He's he's a one, uh, an absolute one in any like, you know, group environment. Um, he plays that handicap consistently. And I think on a trip like this, it's going to hurt him a little bit. Um, I think that, you know, the nights are going to get long. It's going to catch up um, and the bad golf will come. So you don't think what would you say earlier when the red light comes on, you're not banking on uh, Jeff White to get it done when when the light comes on. It's not when the light comes down. I I just think he's just going to kind of wear down. It, it's just I don't think it's going to be consistent performances. Um, the guy can flash from time to time. I know he's gone pretty low. It's been a while since I've seen him shoot like a really low number, but, you know, it has a good looking swing. If he starts running into him, who knows? But, you know, I, I think that it's too much for him. Um, and, uh, and oh, should I mention um, the the brethren rap? Oh well, yeah, we have. Oh yeah, I, totally I, I was I wanted to ask. Uh -oh. um, I Poor want Alan. you. Yeah, I want you to handicap uh, the brothers rap. Alan versus Matt. Currently, both the longest or second longest, excuse me, odds in the field. Both at twelve to one. Break down the brothers rap for us. Um, you know, Al's, Al's a cool customer, um, works with numbers, doesn't get phased by things. Um, it's not going to be the moment that really gets to him. I think, um, it's just going to be a matter of, you know, what's his form like coming into this. Um, I did see, I feel like it was a couple of weeks ago. He shot something kind of low, was kind of vibing out there. I remember there was some chatter in the, in the text thread. Um, but I don't know what he's got coming into this. I know his brother just went off and shot 81 at his house of horrors, uh, hidden Creek, which, you know, the hook goes deep and far and OB there. Um, so I don't know what to make of that. Is it the carbon wood era? Um, but I think that I think Matt deep down inside, he wants to really bury Alan. And I think Alan is a calm enough customer to recognize that and use that against him. You know, my saying that just because you're hungry, doesn't mean you're going to eat. I think Matt's hungry. Does he eat? No. Ah. So Alan over Rop is your official prediction, or Alan over Matt is your official prediction for Kohler 2022. Yes. Love it. There you okay. have it. I, I need to follow up on this, though. 
Uh, I, I agree with you with your comments, Bechtel. And I apologize on the record uh, for Alan for leaving him out of the debutante conversation. This year, we the first year we've ever done five rounds that count toward the individual champion. It's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, some would say. Bechtel, you're the most in shape. You're the most like, you know, put you, put you in a gym and you're going to take anyone down. What are you doing to prepare yourself for the marathon this year? Five rounds. Uh, I mean, you know, I was once a Mr. Fitness, you might say. Um, I did come in second to Matt Ropp one year at MSC, which still really stings, stings. Huge upset. Uh, I mean, I don't know who was voting, very skewed results, whatever. Uh, the last year and a half since, uh, you know, moving up to Rhode Island, you know, it's truly been like in golf season. I kind of play more golf than I used to work out, um, you know, kind of working a full, you know, nine to five type of gig, you know, you know, no real long lunch breaks, you know, really grinding throughout the day. Can't show up in my pajamas. Um, Not a big deal. Yeah. So I don't know how I'm going to react, um, but yeah, it, it definitely is a physical toll. Um, I think, you know, Jeff, you play some really consistent golf. I think you're going to be right in there. I think Horny's going to be in there. Um, and I think, you know, you know, maybe you have a Cormac rivalry down there. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Well, people that, are saying I've reshaped my body for 2022 in Kohler. That you have done this. I didn't yeah, know that people, people were saying. People are saying. Not wow. me, but people. People are people. saying. Okay. You well, are looking rather skinny. I should have mentioned that. Um, <laughs> I just got a haircut, but thank you. That's, that always helps, right? Fresh yeah. cut before the trip. I'm so I'm wearing for the listeners at home. I'm wearing a black shirt and, and just got a haircut. So there you go. But, I, but also, Mark, you know, I, I think I did have some inside information. I did hear that you were having some some lower back issues. You're, you're stretching. You're, you're working through it. I mean, well, how's the health out there? Well, I'm day to day, but I will be ready for Kohler. That is a promise. I love to hear that. Back to five five courses. We've got two at Black Wolf Run. We've got Whistling, the Irish course, and Lawsonia. What course do you think, based on your current research, sets up the best for your game? Oh, for my game? Um, oh, it's uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, I think if you're really disciplined and you're a good iron player, the river course might be a good place for me. Um, you know, I was looking around at it, and it's a lot of weird tee shots, a lot of I'm mean, visual intimidation too. Um, you got a lot of water everywhere, a lot of OB everywhere. Um, you know, that's going to be one that's really going to put some anxiety in some people's hearts, especially when they have to be on camera for that. And my follow-up question to that last year, those that went on the trip to Pinehurst will remember the Nicholas course. Number nine was an absolute travesty. We all limped off that course and didn't even want to touch a golf club the next day. What course do you think is going to have the most carnage this year where the four tour is going to have to be carried off on a stretcher by the time it's over. Uh, I kind of think it's the river course. Um, I would like to say whistling, but I just feel like I, I think when you're playing a course like that, that's historic, you know, you just want to have a good time. You want to kind of hit good shots and they'll manifest themselves. Um, I don't think anybody really wants to have their worst round there too, uh, especially since that's the marquee round, but I, I think it's the river. I think, we're going to be sitting around after that round and we're just going to be like, Oh my God, we got to go play golf again. Some people might have golf depression. We all know how tough that is. Is the yeah. river, is the river in the morning on, do we play the river? Then we play the meadows. Is that how it is? I think, I think you're right. I believe Correct. it is. Yes. Oh, um, so, so think about it. You come in, you come in real hot that first night. 
prop night is going around. You know, people are talking about people's brothers beating the crap out of them this week, um, getting after it, drinking a few pops. Jeff staying up past nine thirty. You know, past eleven. Knows? I think. I think past oh eleven. Gosh. Watch out, big party animal. Uh, I have heard from a friend who recently played Lawsonia that that place is a beauty. Um, I am. I'm very excited about that course. I agree with your take though, Bechtel. I think the river is going to chew us up and spit us out. Absolutely. Um, One under the radar. You don't have to give an official prop um, right now, but one under the radar angle you're looking at uh, from a betting perspective going into Kohler. Um, There's one player out there that I feel like has really tremendous handicap value. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Um, and why is that person Bobby? Wrong. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually our friend Joshua Espo. Oh, I, interesting. I, I will say I think he's going to be the absolute shock of the tournament. Um, you know, the guy's been spirit of the tour the last two years, um, has really embraced the game of golf since taking it up two years ago and has played, uh, he's played Bandon, he's played Pinehurst, he's played the ocean course at Kiowa. I mean, talk about like throwing yourself into the fire immediately. Um, he, the kid has the bug and you know, he's striking the ball. Just it's shocking. I, I had him up here in Rhode Island and I couldn't believe the, the contact, the sound um, and, and the overall process too. I think that's the, the one thing people are really going to be impressed with this year. Well, we are going to have a segment on this podcast that will break down the teams, but you did just preview you and Espo this year, uh, two-time champion, two-time Spirit of the Tour. This this mix could be – there could be fireworks here. Uh, there you know, could be good fireworks. There could be bad fireworks. I, I think Espo is really – he really wants to get out of that Spirit of the Tour spot, which is a tough one. You do have to take home the coveted Spirit of the Tour painting, and it's it's in your house. And you got to look at it, and we all know what it looks like. Uh, and it's a unicorn, a very, very voluptuous one. <laughs> Well, uh, Bechtel, before we get you out of here, we appreciate your time. Any any last thoughts about what this tour means, what the what these guys should have to look forward to as we get uh, what we're within a, a few weeks now of the tournament? Tell, tell us what uh, what you want to send us out of here with. Boys, it is a tradition unlike any other. Uh, the eighth annual Four Horsemen, uh, eight years of scores of bad beats of people jumping in ponds with alligators and people uh, people uh might have been myself uh told other story for another time but it is a tradition unlike any other it's bigger and better than ever before and we are going to cover it to the best of our abilities tell your friends and family get them following the four tour account yes four tour for all the content throughout the weekend uh we will be again as as matt said whistling straights the crown jewel of the trip but four other really tough tests and and we'll see man maybe next year we're gonna have to have a different kind of podcast where we bring on i don't know maybe maybe five different people we'll get freeman on here and we'll have a new champion we'll see there's a chance there's a chance for that it's also a chance for you to join me as the only three-time champion of the four horsemen tour and with that bechtel we bid you adieu thank you bechtel With the individual championship breakdown behind us, we turn our attention towards arguably the more lucrative side of the event, the team event. 
We are joined by half of Team Tummy Sticks, the two-time defending champion. Brian Dean is with us today. His partner, Bobby Minetti, is not here, but we chose to go with the more, uh, the better-looking half, maybe the Adam Scott of the Four Horsemen Tour. Without further ado, I bring you our interview with Brian Dean. We are now very pleased to welcome on good friend, half of the two-time defending tag team champions of the tour, Brian Dean, Team Tummy Sticks. How <laughs> are you guys? Sticks. You and Bobby. Uh, we're jealous of the chemistry already. How are we doing, boys? Oh, man, we, we are thrilled to have fantastic. you on. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you for being here. I, I know we don't have Bobby, but we are so excited to have you. And I know you'll speak very kindly on your partner, Bobby. I'm yeah. sure he, he is grinning ear to ear right now, anticipating the next words out of your mouth about your partner. Bobby Manetti. Can you say a few words about Mr. Manetti? Mr. Manetti. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better partner. We are, first of all, I'm honored and privileged to be here, boys. But Bobby and I are excited and we're ready to defend our, our title. Two times in a row, we're coming for the three-peat. I don't think there's going to be anything to be said if we win three in a row. What do you think? Well, the, the biggest thing that I'm trying to prevent is having you guys pick the location again. <laughs> I, I know he won't give it away, Brian. You don't need to tell us what's on your mind, but can you give us a general like Northwest, Midwest, Southeast? Like if you guys happen. Is to, it in North America? Is it? Yeah. Where, what, what's, what, where are we thinking if you guys win? Cause if, if I like it, I might just let you win this year. <laughs> Jeff, you might like this, man. I think the, I think the last, course we eliminated was another midwest course before we came down to whistling oh well we'll take all things into consideration where where uh resort golf is mm -hmm. of consideration tour courses are of consideration but the only hint i'll give you is that the last cut was another midwest course as that. the only midwest boy on this tour that makes me very happy <laughs> and mark that. has been commenting on how i say tour a lot. Yeah. So tour. I'm really getting my my Midwest out for today because I'm wait, excited. Just wait till he says. Wait till he talks about debutantes later in this. <laughs> oh, is it bad? I didn't even know that that sounded bad too. I'll, I'll, know, uh, debutantes. Debutantes. <laughs> debutantes. You, uh, you know, Super Troopers, right? Obviously, when they play uh, meow, like yeah. we're up to like 15 debutantes <laughs> over the course of this episode. Oh, Let's hear it, Jeff. Give us the first uh, one. Uh, well, Brian, your team does not have any debutantes on the team <laughs> this year. See, I, I really got to get the A in there. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to know, you don't need to call anyone by name, but when you think about the team dynamics, we have six teams this year. In the past, it's only been four. Uh, what teams stand out to you in Bobby as you think about your strategy for the week? Yep. I'm going to get pretty in depth here, boys. I'm going to break down each team if I may. We would you love may. to hear it. Yeah. So we'll start with our first opponents, Freeman and the Horny Boy. Um, I think they are maybe the most interesting team that, that we're looking at. Um, Freeman, we'll start with Freeman. Happy to have him back on the, on the trip. He's a good player good athlete if he cares again which he seems to i think they're dangerous and it's ultimately a net positive for the trip when when freeman cares again because pretty good shit talker jeff previously had a rivalry with you that seems like a, a very distant memory at this point i forgot about that yeah if he's <laughs> if he's actually he's such a nothing beneath jeff's shoe yeah. that 
He is. Hey, he's got something to prove. I hope he actually cares again this year. Yeah, um, so do I. And if he does, he could compete for the individual title too. So he's the massive wild card on their team. The horny boy, by all accounts, might be the best golfer on the trip. I probably dismissed him too much for the individual title just because I don't really see a – what's the word, Jeff? Debutante. Debutante winning the title. Uh there's no logic to that, really. I just I would be surprised if a new guy wins. Um, but we put them first in the matchup because I think that they probably are going to be the biggest test for us. Wow. Bold claim. Bobby and I will test Horny's ability to take some shit, though. I don't know the guy at all, but we're going to be peppering him first matchup. I would I love, love to see you guys try the back off challenge with him on like the first tee. Just just lay <laughs> into him, just see if you can get him to step off the ball and see what happens. Because and and really, he's gonna they're gonna do us a favor, uh, Jeff. All the other teams out there, they're, they're hopefully soften those guys up for us. For sure, for sure. Um, next team, we'll go back to, back to Lanaspo here. This is in no particular order. Okay, because- I was thinking we were going in. Okay, all right, all right. No, because these guys, I don't really see them winning the uh, the team format. Um, just going off of what I've seen, obviously Espo has um, appeared to have, have improved. I think Bechtel will will be more patient with Espo than he was with Rop last year. That's a um, given. But I think Espo is going to have to play as a sub twenty. He's hovering right at twenty right now, right? I think he's going to have to play yeah. sub twenty to to win this. And I just don't see it, man. I've been there. I I don't mean to, to shit on Espo, but I've been a 20 coming into these trips and, and your rounds can get away from you on these these really tough courses. Maybe Bechtel is the, the self-proclaimed Sherpa as he continues to, to drive home. Maybe he can live up to that name and get some magic out of Espo, but until I see it, I don't see these guys winning winning the uh, the pairing. Ira, let's, uh, let's, let's pause uh, from team breakdowns. Yep. Um, I want to talk about you and Bobby uh, yep. before we get uh, before we get to roasting the other teams. Um, <laughs> what what is it that makes you guys click so well? I think it's chemistry first and foremost, which sounds very basic. But you look at last year's teams, last year's pairings. Um, first of all, Bobby and I are very good friends. That helps, obviously. But I think when we're out there playing, neither of us allows the other to kind of lose his head for more than one bad hole in a row we, we pick each other up and I think that goes a long way especially when you look at at some of the other teams a lot of front runners on this trip which which by that I mean like they're playing well they're great but when they lose you know a few holes they absolutely lose their head Jeff you're, you're pointing to yourself I'm not sure <laughs> bad, ra- bad radio the, the top half of that but um <laughs> so like we have a lot of hotheads Rop and Bechtel last year, like a 0% chance of winning. I think it was like the, we might've counted as a half point. If this was last year's trip, that par three, it was like the second hole and Rop <laughs> missed the putt and Bechtel's like immediately screaming at him. They lost, <laughs> they lost the third at that, at that point. Um, Jeff and Espo were in a tough spot again. Like, you know, Espo brand new to these trips. And I think you guys are actually closest to beating us in our individual round of any other team, if I remember right. Yeah, I don't know if it's, it's possible. I know we had a decent team at this, at the end of it, we had a decent team standing, but I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like I remember by the 11th or 12th hole, we were, we were done. You guys had yeah. us cooked. Yeah, it was close for a while. And you guys might've even had the early lead. Um, Mark, you were with Devin, right? Last year. 
uh, last year? Uh, yes. Yeah. So obviously you guys had a chance. He won one before. I think he won the, yeah. the first year, but Devin's similar too. He can go off the rails a little bit when he's not playing well. <laughs> you got to get, get Devin like five white claws deep before you get yeah. <laughs> uh, Devin golfer, but we will miss you, Dev. We will definitely miss you this year. For yeah. sure. Um, but also Bobby's putting, man. Bobby is a world-class putter, dude. And I know, I know Bechtel gives us shit for how much time we take, even though that is so overblown. Bobby lining up putts for me, but Bobby is a world-class putter, dude. And when he sinks those 20, 20 footers, that can be a real backbreaker for other, other teams. Yeah. You mentioned it. Um, what, uh, what comments do you have to the the haters and the losers who say you two are the slowest team in the history of golf? You don't see club tosses for us. You don't see you don't see jumping in the water, searching for a ball mid round. Those things take up time, boys. Searching for a ball or searching for a club? <laughs> I'm sorry. Searching for a seven iron was it a six or a seven iron in the middle of a lake? I, I think one club is still in the middle of the lake at Legends. I think one yeah. was never found. I think you're right. And I think that takes a little bit more time than lining up your partner's putt, but I could be mistaken right. to okay. me. So it, on the record, you guys are slow, but not circus animals. <laughs> Is that yeah. what I heard? Yeah. You can put it on the record. Slow, but not <laughs> animals for sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's um, let's move on to three teams that you haven't broken down yet. All featuring Jeff. What do we got here? We've got myself and, and Jeff White. We've got debutants. The word I'm looking for. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go I back on we mute, the, please. Okay, I'll I'll see myself out. Let's start with uh, Jeff and Jeff. How about how about uh, your your analysis on Jeff and Jeff? Yeah, so these will be a little tougher because I don't know. I know Jeff White from a text chain, right? From our our golf pool, which uh, plays into this podcast a bit, I think. But Jeff and Jeff seem to have a Jeff bromance. I have seen a little bit of that from our, our text chain. Um, if you can't already tell him a big chemistry guy, so that'll, that'll play down there. I think that'll be good. Jeff Z you are a seven right now, right? I think maybe even below that. Yeah. 6.9. Pretty nice. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. 6.9. I think you're going to have to, to play every, every bit to your course number for sure. Um, Jeff white is like a, an 11 or 12 or something, but I, I tend to favor better golfers when we get in these environments because the tough courses can break bad golfers, as I was saying. I've been there for sure, like even Myrtle, which is nowhere near what these courses are as far as difficulty level. So um, I think when we talked about this last time, like one of the last Zooms that we did, Jeff and Jeff were the, the team that I said I was looking at the most. And yeah, good golfers, they got a chance to perform for sure. Very kind of you, Brian. Very kind. How about, why don't you give us a, the Mark and Allen as we move into the brothers? Uh, we've got two teams where we could have partnered up the brothers and we intentionally put them apart. What do you think about Mark and Matt Ropp's brother, Allen? I absolutely. First of all, I love it. I love those two pairings. Mark, how's, Tremendous your, game rivalries. how's, how's, how's your game right now? Are you just My, So I, I am battling a little bit of lower back issues right now. But my game is 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 really good. Uh, it's in a good spot. Uh, I'm playing through the pain. Just moved on to the Elite Eight of uh, our club's um, MGA Cup uh, over the weekend. So 
Uh, I feel really good about that. Um, got a new driver in the bag, got the stealth out. We've got three rounds in, in with, uh, with the new stealth, with the new shaft and, uh, things are going pretty well. Um, Alan and I are just going to have to to put it together for five rounds. So I'm excited to see what we could do there. I've already, I've got good chemistry, uh, with Alan just from, you know, By being the on, shot of Rob for yeah, your whole be, life. Yeah. Being, being on a million trips with, with Alan and, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been around him for as long as I've known his brother, Matt, uh, obviously. So I'm not worried about chemistry or, or our locker room at all, but I'll let you guys break us down if, if you want to. Well, yeah, Brian, for... Brian, I don't want to step on your toes, but but Mark, do you think it helps that you and Alan have a common enemy on this trip? Brian's <laughs> all about the vibes. You, you have a common enemy in Matt Rob that this has to contribute to the yeah, positive vibes. I, I think it helps. Obviously, we both want to beat our brothers, right? Um, you know, so we do have a, a common goal. Uh, we are motivated. I think Alan and I vibe pretty pretty well together and um i'm not worried about that at all but uh to answer your question jeff it definitely helps that we have some of the same motivations going into this trip yeah and al maintains that he's the better golfer between the brothers too so i know al the best of of any of the jeff debutantes yep uh so i'm excited to to get down there and play with al i think there will be some excellent shit talking from this team which you might get into some heads that that plays to your advantage for sure Cormac you're just classic New York with your trash talk and Al is a needler I the one thing I'll say is isn't your first matchup against the brothers yeah first I, one I would pay good money to have like a, a live feed of that matchup dude we're, we're gonna try to bring it to us the, the the good thing about being the first matchup um is we can have all this lead up uh, of shit talking and we're not bypassing other matchups, right? It's, you yep. know, going into week zero or week one of college football. Like you could focus in on one opponent, talk all the shit, analyze all the transfers, whatever you <laughs> want to do, right? This it's just brother e brother. And as, uh, as James Franklin would say, one to know, one to know, one to know, one to know, one to know. And I'm going to stop right there, <laughs> but you, you get it. You get it. Yeah. We got to see some of that shit talking in the group me, dude. Yeah. Start off. Um, I will say it, it scares me a little bit that you're switching up the driver. If I'm to look at you guys as legit contenders, if you're going to defend your honor as the, the individual champ coming with a new driver, when your driver is the strength of, of your game, that scares me a little bit. That's fair. It's fair criticism. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> Are you scared? Uh, no, I I'm not scared. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I, I've been hitting the driver well. My swing hasn't changed, you know. Um, now we're just going a little bit further. So, uh, and is the old driver still in your possession or trading? It is. It's sitting in my trunk. Still. Oh, not good. Not Will good. You bring it on the trip? No, no, no. It's not sitting in my trunk for any reason like that, Jeff. You still don't sleep try with to... it, don't you? You <laughs> no, dirty no, no, dog. No, no. You and your just, ex driver. I haven't put it in the basement yet. That's all. <laughs> wow, how's your new driver feel about that, dude? <laughs> He's still texting his ex. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dana's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> <by the way>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes, Marcus. That scares me a little bit, but I hope you're able to defend your honor. Thank you. Thank you. What about, uh, what about the, the, my younger Other brother, Cormac. Alan's older brother, Ryan and, and Matt. So I know nothing about like Jeff White. I know nothing about your bro, except for the, the golf pole text chain, funny guy, 
He, does he get that from Mark? Is he Definitely gets that from me. Okay. Yeah. I think there's good chemistry there too, right? Rob's, Rob knows your brother very Yeah, they know well. each other, you know, a little bit less than I know Alan, but, but still they, they know each other a good bit. Yep. Here's my issue with this team. Rob, Rob doesn't have the self-belief to win. He's been battered down by Matt Bechtel over the years. He comes into these trips scarred from the first few years with you, Jeff, where he knew he was going to be fourth place every year that he's coming on him. Doesn't give him his, himself a, he's a good golfer. Like Rob's a good golfer when he's playing well, doesn't give himself a chance for the individual title any year. And I know like, again, Bechtel and him were out of it through three holes of the par three last year. So Rob, Rob for me and the pairings is like kind of a, I'll believe it when I see it, but I think Ryan is going to bring out a lot more out of Matt Rob than Matt Bechtel did. And Ryan's pretty good, right? Like Ryan's a, yeah. a good golfer. My question is, is he good enough to, to carry Rob if he loses it for a few holes, if the driver starts to go wayward? Right. And how comfortable will Ryan be like getting in Matt's ear about things if, if he needs yeah. to, right? As a, debu- as a debutante, he doesn't really <laughs> know how it how it works. You know, five That's rounds. Fair. It's yeah. a lot of golf. I, I said this to another guest on the podcast. Five rounds. We've never done five rounds. Yes. Uh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, and it, as that same guest said... No expectations are not high for Matt Rob this week. You guys getting buried. We're recording this fresh off an 81, right? Yeah, yeah. fresh off Best an 81. We're, had in a while. We're recording on uh, Tuesday night, uh, two weeks before the trip. And um, Matt Rob shot an 81 today at his home course and continues to get buried with no belief <laughs> yeah. from anyone else in his group. I, I will say I was texting him the other the other day and he said his driver is still a little bit all over the place. He bombs it when he connects for sure. But if the yeah, driver is right. all over the place, like you're, these courses are going to eat you up. Yeah. So Brian of these and the, the breakdowns are, are tremendous. Uh, your first matchup is against, you said Freeman and Horn, right? Mm-hmm. Horny boy. Is it fair to say that that is of the groups you've broken down the one you guys are the most, most worried about? Yeah, I think so. Not worried. We're just, we're just paying notice to them, but um, you know, Horny scores and then Freeman has been playing with him. Maybe Horny is Freeman's Sherpa speaking of Sherpas, but Freeman's been playing with him and Freeman's putting up some decent scores. So Freeman is, is fully back. I think that those are, are the, uh, or that's the team that we're paying the most attention to. What team doesn't worry you at all? Bechtel and Aspo. Whoa! Like, not even a little bit. Aspo getting 20. I mean, handicap of 20, I don't know how many strokes he's going to get, but roughly nine nine strokes out there against you guys. He's getting six on me. Wow. That's that's true. People forget Brian still carries a high handicap, even <laughs> as the second-place finisher last year. <laughs> Where are you going to finish this yeah. year, Brian? Come Listen, on, give it to us. I- if I was going to sandbag, let me just say this. My stats wouldn't show that I was losing 10 balls around. They'd show that I was putting 50 times. Let the record show that I did not call you a sandbagger and you called yourself. This podcast has never called you a sandbagger. Go, go back to the start of the tape, brother. Rewind it at this point. Go back to the start of the tape. I heard it. Yeah. We're pleased to welcome sandbagging extraordinaire. Sandbagging one half of Team Tummy Sticks. <laughs> we'll edit that back into the intro because i mean you know it's only right right 
yes. Br- Brian, you, you have done the liberty for us of thinking about the sort of pen, the, the ultimate golfer on this group. You, you put the pieces together. Uh, we didn't really give you much instruction, but you've got 12 guys. I know you don't know much about the debutants, but what would you put together in terms of what are the categories? And whose game do you want for each if you're looking at the 12 golfers? So, Brian, to be clear, Brian's building his ideal golfer out of this group? Out of this group. That's correct. Wow. I'll sit back and listen. I am. I'm all ears. I'm getting I'm getting in depth on this. I apologize to the four new guys, the debutantes, because I don't know their games at all. So I'm going to be very brief with them. We'll do we'll just say Horny's overall golfing ability. The kids, the kids a freak, right? We'll do like we'll hits at three twenty, flushes yeah. every iron, yeah. center cup. Ryan Cormack, his he wears visors, right? The High best looks visors, on the course. Yeah. So our creative player is gonna, and he's got some good, some good flow. So we'll have his hair, and we'll wear a visor. Uh, Al Rop. We won't take his hair. No, we'll, no, we won't. <laughs> yeah, for Al Rop, we'll take, we'll take his, ability, his ability to take some heat and keep coming because he's been getting chirped for his hair and his green text messages for years, and he just keeps coming. You got to respect that. And he apologizes to no one. So you Nobody, know what, man. Brian, you're exactly right. That's exactly what this we is want what from I'm Al Alan, and this is this is who I am. That's yeah. right. Yeah, apologize to nobody. <laughs> Um, Jeff White, Jeff White's got a pretty good game too, but I know nothing about his golf game. So he's a tall guy, right? He is pretty yeah. tall and slender. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll, we'll make our golfer tall and slender. Okay, okay. So we're done with the debutants. We'll move on to, to the rest of the guys. We're going to start with Bechtel. Uh, we'll, we'll take Jeff's height, but we'll take Bechtel's physique. Have you guys, have you guys seen, seen the jawline? Jeff- have what you seen the jawline picture though? by any chance? I think he might have sent it a couple times on the, on the group. Text. <laughs> Sometimes I look at it in awe. I just I can't even form words when I see that picture. It's just it's gorgeous. But yeah, we need Jeff White's height because I think Bechtel's only five six or so. Um, if, we're ta- <laughs> if we're talking golf ability, I'm gonna give Bechtel his his work around the greens. Um, I think one of the years in Myrtle, he was giving me a little bit of a lesson when I was a broken man. It's because he's closer to the surface. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's one with the earth when he's down there for sure. Um, but yeah, he knows how to play different shots around the green. Uh, he's got daily access to a country club. If you've got daily access to a country club, your short game better be tight. So I'll give Bechtel that. We'll, we'll take that from him. Mark, you disagree? Well, I don't disagree. <laughs> well, my, my short game, for somebody who belongs to a country club, <laughs> not, not country club-like. Mark's the exception to that rule, Brian. <laughs> yeah, Mark doesn't bother with that. He just blasts the driver at the country club. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to Bobby. I touched on this world-class putter. He loves to putt. He breaks backs when he drains the 20-footers, demoralizes the other team, knows how to read greens as well as anyone. I am similar to you, Mark, bringing a new new driver. I'm a little nervous. Bobby's bringing a new putter. I don't know if you guys yeah. What kind of driver, Brian? No, Mark is bringing a new driver. I'm saying oh, oh, oh. that, but Bobby's bringing a new putter, but I'm going to trust that it's the putter and not the putter that brings the magic. You get it? Got, oh, I, I follow, it. man. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, hey, real quick riddle for you. What gets wetter and wetter the more it dries? A towel. <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank god we had brian here for that one put that in the intro <laughs> all 
All right, we'll move on to you, Mr. Zamara. Um, I think when you're playing well, you get locked in like nobody else can mentally. I think it's a little intimidating too, which in a good way, right? Like when you're locked in, when you're playing well, and when you're going up against that, it's uh, it's tough to beat. And then I'll, I'll also say for your actual golfing ability, at least the last time I played with you, your, your long irons and your hybrids. Do you, do you remember this is like, I doubt you're going to remember this, but you played, I think a hybrid off the tee last year, probably hit it like 250. And it went into this like little standing water thing. You lost your ball. <laughs> and I think that was the end of you, man. It was like a gorgeous shot, but you lost your ball on that. It might've been in the matchup with, with me and Bobby. And it was like a critical hole, but I was like, damn, I haven't seen anybody else on the, on the trip had a hybrid like that. So I'll go your long irons and your hybrids. I appreciate that. It's also not surprising that I got really upset about that. Uh, <laughs> but yes, thank you. That everything you said, I'm honored. So we just got to kick your, your ball into standing water to break you. Sounds right. All right. We'll go. Uh, we'll go to Matt Rob. I'm going Matt Rob's club toss for when things get really dicey. There's <laughs> there's guys on this trip that like to toss clubs, but they're a little too violent. Matt's classy with his club toss. It's always well-timed. It's always funny. It's always accurate. And it's usually followed by a massive pull of whiskey, which the crowd is just going to love for this. His, cl his club toss is it's funny in such a way that like you're almost embarrassed to laugh out loud at it because because you don't want to upset him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he was so genuine about the club toss. But like inside, you're laughing so hard at a what he just pulled off off the tee and be like where that club just went and you don't want to offend him any further but it's so funny yeah for sure you just have to smirk about it for like five seconds till he gets in the whiskey and then everyone can laugh you <laughs> you i always i always remember thinking every time it's like don't laugh don't laugh don't laugh and you're stifling <laughs> it the whole time but you really want to laugh because it is so perfectly timed so well done it's the best <laughs> we uh, were playing uh <laughs> We were playing around last year at uh, at our course, and we're playing. It's, I'll never forget it. We're on the sixth hole, which is the hardest hole in the course. He hooks it left and goes right into – nobody says a damn thing. He goes right into his bag and pulls out a liter of Woodford. Wait, wait, was this the round I was with you or no? I don't know. I think it was a different one. He is goes he right into his bag and pulls out a liter of Woodford. It's like mid-morning. And a massive pull from it, dude. It's not a shot. It's a massive pull. So funny. Um, but I'll give him credit for his his drives, too. We'll just give him the distance um, on his drives. Because when he does catch it, at least the last round I was playing with him, Matt can bomb it. Unlike Bobby, where I give credit to the putter and not the putter, I am going to give Matt Rop's $1,000 driver the credit for that. That's fair. He paid for that. He paid for it. Yep. He deserves it. Um. Very briefly, I'll, I'll touch on my contributions to this golfer. <clears throat> we'll go with my ability to look like a good golfer. Mm. Multiple people you look like a million bucks out there. Yeah, thank you, man. I've been told I have a nice looking swing. I've got the ability to fool people into thinking I'm a decent golfer as my handicap continues to rise. So we'll go with my swing. Okay. You ready for you, Mark? Uh, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> Mark, yeah. we're going with your outfits. <laughs> always bold every year nothing nothing on the golf course <laughs> just wait brother just wait 
you we maybe don't have the same style but your outfits always grab attention you got the uh what's the brand of your south carolina pants well south carolina pants are loud mouth golf (laughs) (laughs) but i am a i'm a peter millar and now a grayson ambassador unofficially yep you mix in a lot of colors you get people talking you like to show off your relative levels of wealth by buying you know eight outfits prior to a five-day golf trip this is true even when you were a bad golfer mark you were a professional professional dresser thank you that means a lot brian thank you so so yeah our creative player is going to be wearing mark's outfits i have uh i have my outfits picked out already and um i've got some new styles in the bag this year good deal (laughs) equally loud (laughs) equal equal parts loud and different yeah good man yeah and then for your golfing ability, we're going to do driving accuracy, which again, you better have, like if, if this is a video game, we're putting that old driver in your hands, but I, I think you need to bring it, Mark. I think you need to bring the old driver on the track. No, no, no. You cannot get in my head here, Brian. <laughs> I'm that three. It's that three quarter finish. That's what it is. Like I'm a I member of the carbon wood era and that's it. Okay. All right. Just don't let your ego get in the way. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to Josh Espo. And this golfer is going to have Espo's vibes. He is the vibe king. He's the vibe master. He's the absolute vibe king. Guy cruises around drinking, blasting Kygo, chirping people even after he slices one into the woods or duffs the ball. He's like he's like the walk-ons on the teams in March Madness. Like they're at the end of the bench doing bow and arrows, screaming at the players on the court. And the guys on the court are probably like, "Who the fuck is this guy chirping me?" But Espo doesn't care. He just continues to chirp. So we're doing if, Espo's vibes all around. If you have a corner three and Espo is a part of the opposing team's bench mob, you are <laughs> aft. You are absolutely aft. That man is in your grill. <laughs> he is going to make sure you hear it. Dude, Espo would be the the all-time bench mob guy for sure, man. He would be perfect as a walk-on at Monmouth. <laughs> for oh sure. God. One technical a game from him. I feel like I feel like he belongs at Lehigh. I feel like that is like at Lehigh. I don't know what it is about it, but that's where he belongs on the bench mob. So yeah, the end of CJ McCollum's bench. Yep. And then we're also we're gonna make our golfer a lefty like Josh, too. Lefty swings just look cool. Wow. Little Bubba. We, yeah, we're uh, to, we need we're Freeman. Freeman. We're down to Freeman. We, yeah. um, we'll take, uh, Freeman's tee shot in the rain with no rain gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats that moment. Swing and a miss. Tell the story, Brian. Tell the story. We just need the video, man. This is like a perfect, too bad. You don't have an, uh, a visual podcast unless you're, you're putting this on YouTube. We got to cut to the video, but Mark, you facing me and just going, dead silent hilarious hilarious <laughs> <laughs> like right after he's like ripping on people for not buying rain gloves the first tee dude club flies out of his hands <laughs> before making contact with the ball so that really is like one of my favorite videos of all time man <laughs> the image time. is seared into my head of him just looking at his hands he does the club <laughs> The video is so good. Mark's saying hilarious to me. I've got a smirk. I'm trying not to burst out laughing. That is an all-timer. That was the best. That was Myrtle, and it was the course that we got rained out. I think that that was the year we got rained out, like the plantation course or something down there. 
But my yeah. the best part about it is he didn't want to count it as a stroke. That will forever be the <laughs> yeah. best part about that. Like that's not a stroke. No, that is a stroke, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's it absolutely a stroke. No, I just wanted to draw attention to that. But we'll take his. I like Freeman's ability to get under people's skin. Like I remember him. Whether or not this is true, he's got like a long running. Uh, bit accusing Bechtel of marking his ball in front of the ball and then putting the ball in front of the marker and it not a bit not a bit <laughs> one way or not maybe that's why it gets under Bechtel's skin not a bit <laughs> there might be some truth in that one yeah yeah the guy accusing someone else of being a sandbagger might be doing it himself <laughs> um but yeah he's got Freeman's got these little things where he just throws people off their game Jeff you guys had like a heated rivalry when he was on his game I think you guys were he was chirping you a good bit whether or not it got under your skin yeah um and then I like Freeman's when he's on his game when he's locked in Freeman's got pretty good scrambling ability gets himself out of trouble better than anybody he's an athlete so I'll give him that. I I love this golfer. I think we need to submit it to uh, what the new Tiger Woods. They just got yeah. the Tiger Woods game. I think this is perfect timing. Um, a, a true, a, some great stories for the the debutants. We'll sure tell these again. Uh, but also, I think I think we got a major caliber golfer out of this. I don't know, but I think so too. The yeah. vibes, the vibes, and the dress and the yeah. look of this golfer. I mean, Bechtel's jawline, your swing, Mark's outfits. This this golfer is it's gonna look good. That's as much as we can say. I don't know yeah. how the golfer's gonna play. This this golfer would go to the live tour for like five hundred thousand. Oh, man, <laughs> uh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, so Brian, before we get you out of here, uh, we we are talking about the team stuff. You've you've done an excellent job of breaking this down. Um, you have touched on a few golfers. I don't know if you're a betting man or not. I assume you are. And you look at this odds board, where do your eyes immediately go? Where Where's the value at this moment for the individual stroke play championship? Um, Man, I might have to pull up the odds. I'll say the person that right now I'd be most inclined to bet on would be you, Jeff. I think you're a man. At two to one? I think you're a man on a mission this year. I got to defend my home turf. It is the Midwest. Got to defend your home turf. You're coming in with some very impressive rounds. I'm pulling up the odds as we talk about this. You seem to be, you're playing midweek pre-work rounds, right? I am playing some midweek pre-work rounds. Yeah, yes, he's out there at like 6 a.m. Eastern. It's like 5 a.m. Central. Playing 18 holes in two hours and 10 minutes. Can't draw it up any better than that. Yeah, that's not for fun. That's that's a man that is coming to win this <laughs> tournament. He's not doing that for enjoyment. He's locked in. He's ready to go. Um, Again, I think I'm not giving enough credit to Mark Horn, right? If he has even odds from you, he might be the best golfer on on the trip. I just yep. don't trust one of the four debutants. <laughs> so yeah, I like you, even though you're two to one. And let's see if we can. I got the odds up now. Let's see if we can pick one more out. I can't see. I think Freeman's going to come in playing better this year, but I don't think he's going to be locked in enough to win. Let's see. Can Matt Rop win at 12 to one? Oh, no. <laughs> what's we've been asking a lot of people in a roundabout way. What's Matt Rop's ceiling? Now on a trip of 12, Matt Rop's ceiling is. 
fifth place. I think he'd be happy with that. Yeah. As a guy who knows he can't win, I think he'd be, happy <laughs> he'd be thrilled with fifth. As that's... long as Allen is seventh and Mark is sixth. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's a rivalry that needs a little more talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, even though he's brand new, I'm gonna say Ryan Cormack is a that's that's my pick at five to one. I think it's the best odds on the board. Popular. Yeah. There's a very popular $1,000 bet on him, right? Or to, is yeah, it, there's two $500 bets. Is that there's, there's, there's a significant $10 bet? Yeah. yeah. Pe- people are feeling pretty good about, uh, about Mr. The, the other Cormac. And mm-hmm. who knows if the Cormacs take the jacket again? Um, I don't know. Ryan will have obviously secured a spot on the tour for next year. So, yeah. a little FedEx Cup action here. Got to be inside the top 125. Absolutely. Mark, how do you feel about being plus 450 with the, what, third best odds? Yeah, I kind of expected it. I did think that Ryan would probably have equal or better um, lower odds than me. Um, You know, so in that regard, I think I agree with you that Ryan, uh, there's some value on Ryan. Um, But I didn't expect, even though I am uh, the defending champ, I didn't expect to come as the favorite this year. So I'm okay with where I'm at. Right where you want to be, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what, I get a few more reps on this this simulator in my building, man. I might lay a fat one on myself. (laughs) Oh, how you doing? We're two weeks out. When I say a few reps, I do mean a few thousand reps. <laughs> Brian's going to come to the trip with bloody hands. Like, there's just going to be no skin yeah, left on guys, his palms. I, I, I bet on myself, though, so it was worth it. We might need to get, we might need to put an injury report out prior to the, the odds closing so people know who's got a blister. Um, yeah. 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 Hey, uh, Brian, this has been awesome. Closing thoughts uh, on the trip. We're, we're two weeks away. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to, I mean, competition aside, I can't wait to get down there with you boys and hang. That's always the, the best part of the trip. But uh, Bobby and I are coming for that ass again. All those asses, we want them all. I love it. It's going to take you a while to get there since you're the slowest golfers on the tour, but we're really looking forward to it, Brian. Hey, thanks again. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, huh? Thank you. Team Tummy Sticks ready to defend, baby. Let's go. Let's kick it over now to Josh Espo. Spirit of the Tour, not the best golfer in our group, might be the best time in our group, two-time defending Spirit of the Tour. We are pleased to welcome in the Four Tour, Four Horsemen Tour, Spirit of the Tour. That's a lot to say, one thing, from 2020. Especially when you pronounce it Tour. Tour. As As a Midwesterner, as we bring the Four Horsemen Tour to the Midwest, we are pleased to be joined by Josh Espo, two-time Spirit of the Tour. Josh, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, man. We're excited you're here. Hey, um, Jeff introduced you as the Spirit of the Tour. For the folks new to this podcast, new to our trip, uh, why don't you explain what the Spirit of the Tour is and what it means to you? Yeah, so on paper, Spirit of the Tour means the person who plays the worst golf on the trip, the most combined strokes of the four or five rounds that we play. Potentially. Uh, Potentially. But 
the second meaning, the, the, the more meaningful meaning is um, kind of the catalyst of fun and energy and juice on the trip, which is where spirit of the tour uh, is derived from. Um, so it's a little bit of an honor to, to be the reigning two-time <laughs> spirit of the tour champion and, um, you know, a little bit of a dynasty building here. Absolutely a dynasty building. I, I For your sake, I hope it's not also your crown in 2022 um but let's let's actually talk about your golf game right now what is what do you think is the golf the part of your golf game we're all going to gasp about like what are we not prepared to see you do this year that you feel like hey i'm, I'm bringing my a plus in this this facet of the game this this trip i think undoubtedly the thing that has been the biggest improvement for me is um off the tee with my driver um for those who remember trips past, I would just kind of hit these queefy fade slices, you know, maybe 200 yards and, um, you know, left me with a super long iron at best in my hand, you know, lying probably not on the fairway. Um, and the tee shots have gotten a lot better. And, you know, that's not to say that I'm hitting 75% of fairways, but the misses are a lot, lot better than they used to be which is one of the ways, you know, you're improving. I, I, this is targeting, but I'm going to ask anyways, you're partnered this year with Matt Bechtel, who has the queefiest slice off the tee. How, if at all, has he been able to help you when you made your trip up to Rhode Island for your little team partner sesh this other week? Yeah. I mean, Matt, Mr. Bechtel, I mean, I'll touch on it a little more later. He, he is, um, more of a mental help for me more than anything. Whoa, a um, mental help. Wow. Yeah. Sound he, the alarms. He, he like, I mean, I've been getting lessons, right? I have a friend from a college roommate who's a pro, a golf pro. And, you know, I send them videos. And um, so I get a lot of technical help from those people. And Bechtel obviously has a fundamental swing, but um, where he's helped me a lot has been in, in my mental game. But that being said, he knows what my miss is off the tee and he knows, you know, the one swing thought to tell me to try to correct that. Um, so, yeah. One, one thing I'll say about Bechtel and, um, you know, for what it's worth, we give him a lot of grief uh, when somebody in the group beats him or, you know, when things don't go his way, but he is a very good teammate and very motivating to be Absolutely. on your side. So I am excited for you, Espo, to have that experience. Um, where do you guys think you'll struggle as a team? Um, that's a good question. I, I think we could potentially struggle, you know, maybe on the longer I guess we're kind of playing the same distance for all the days. We might play a little bit longer. One of the days, you know, I don't hit the ball super far off the tee, uh, nor I do I hit it very far with my irons. Um, and, you know, you guys mentioned Bechtel's queefy struggles off the tee. You know, I think those longer holes, those longer courses is where we might be, we might be struggling. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not even just saying this to say, to be cliche. Like I think if you, anticipate what you're going to struggle with it kind of hurts you already and so we don't really try to think about that stuff yeah i it, you know if you had asked me um 
I, I would say that your biggest weakness is that you work too hard. <laughs> you know, classic just, interview. There's no holes in your game, I guess. Considering I'm a 20 handicap, right. considering I'm a 20 handicap, there are so many holes in this my game. Just in bulletin board for the rest of the <laughs> tour, Jeff. Uh, right. Espo and Bechtel do not expect to struggle with anything. That is that is not at all what I said. Put up there. Please. Who, hey, Espo, who you got in round one? Who, who's the matchup with you and Bechtel? It's you and Jeff White. Oh, okay, good. We'll put you in your place right off the first tee. Ah. Both of you guys, you're going to be on the left side. He's going to be on the right side. It'll be me and Jeff, 250, 270, right down the pipe. It's going to be perfect. We'll just immediately slam the door on your guys' dreams of winning the team championship. Love it. Hey, uh, Espo, we didn't want to make this interview um, too golfy. Um, to golf specific for you. We wanted to focus on what you bring to the trip, how excited we are um, just to be back together as a group. And then um, wanted your input as the, um, the king of the spirit, if you will. Um, do you expect to keep that for a third year? Um, if not, uh, who do you expect to take it? Put them on blast, Espo. Uh, I, number one, I think I just want to like go back to what you said, like two sentences ago, Mark, um, if there's anything that I bring to this trip, like I'm a fucking vibes machine. I think anyone who knows me, who has been with me, who has lived with me, I'm a vibes machine. And I want to back uh, that up because you brought a killer playlist. I, I think it was 2019, no, 2020, your first year you in, in legends. That was, you had some like serious tunes. Yeah. And that was when I was putting up, you know, like 120, 125. If I'm going to be pathetic at golf, I'm going to fucking move my body and have a good time doing it. Um, as for your pointed question about who I think the spirit of the tour is going to be, um, I, I, I would be surprised if it is not me again, just strictly off of skill level and handicap and all of that. But it's not, it's going to be a lot. Uh, more respectable than it has been in years past there will be you mentioned respect is uh is your lack of answer there due to respect for your competitors or do you really not want to call anybody out mark you and i worked together for four years in sales i absolutely love calling people out um i would call people out if there is a reasonable and justified way to do so um, you know, everyone on the trip belongs to a fucking country club, plays golf three, four days. Whoa, a week. Hey, hey, live, hey, 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 I, I live a country in club guy. I, Jeff, let's go look at your grin and see how many, how many rounds a week. That does play. not mean I belong to a country club. <laughs> Those point, are different things. <laughs> the point is, the point is I live in New York city. I live in the concrete jungle. Uh, just to give the listeners an idea of how hard it is to play golf in this city tomorrow, I'm playing nine holes. I tee off at seven twenty AM. I'm going to get to the. Uh, train station at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. It's going to take me over an hour to get to the golf course where I'm paying $60 to play nine holes with a cart. It's going to take me another hour. It's dedication, but all I'm saying is I don't have as many reps and I don't have the skill level. That being said, you never know what can happen. I could catch a heater. Um, it could be one of those, you know, kind of like weeks where I'm playing really, really well. Someone doesn't play really, really well, but if you look at it from a objective point of view, which is what I try to do and what you as journalists and podcasters try to do, 
you'd think it's going to be me again. All right. Well, let's look on the other side. As I'm not going to respond to that. Let's look on the other side of the coin. Why Josh. aren't you going to respond to that? I don't have an opinion right now. I want your opinion on who you think is going to walk away wearing the rainbow jacket when we finish up on the Irish course on Saturday. Who's your pick right now to walk out the champion of the Four Horsemen Tour? <laughs> you don't say- you don't say your partner we're gonna have a really interesting conversation good good question um what do you mean we're gonna have an interesting conversation anyway because all you guys have been trying to do is create bullets and board material and get headlines so what do we think journalists we are right um who is who outside of bechtel it's horn and who else are the low handicaps me and my and and ryan ryan Yep. Horn. Uh, let me preface this by saying that if Bechtel didn't have to run the social media, <laughs> I'd Whoa, put him. Oh, the party line has come out. I said Bechtel has to run the social media. Bechtel, Bechtel coached him before he came yeah, on absolutely. this podcast. Bechtel yeah. didn't notes. Show us your notes. Bechtel didn't know that I was going on the podcast. In fact, he told me that he was coming on and I kept my mouth shut. So shout out to me for keeping my mouth shut. Pretty sure we told him to keep on the down low. Look at, we're already creating animosity amongst the team. No, you're absolutely not. Bechtel and I, if, if he was a pretty looking blonde girl, we'd make love, but he's not. So we won't. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a flyer answer. I'm going to go with Ryan Cormack. Um, wow, okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big vibes guy. I like his vibes. I like his visor game. Um, I think that, um, again, back to us on the social media and this, this Mark Horn guy, I mean, he's the low handicap of the group, little too much of an un- unknown, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many trips like this he's been on. I know Ryan's been on these trips with a lot of money on the line. Um, so I'm going to go with Ryan. Final question for you, Josh, you're the most recent addition to the group. We have three others who are making, uh, well, I'll call it this way, debutantes. We have three debutantes this year. What is your advice for the debutantes in terms of how they should approach this championship? Um, I was a little surprised by uh, how serious and stuffy it can be during the rounds of golf. Um, Again, that's coming from me, a vibes machine. I like to have fun. Others don't. Um, but I think the overarching rule is don't be a dick, right? I mean, I think we can all agree on that. But um, just prepare to, like, feel like you're playing, um, you know, in the fucking U.S. Open. That's, 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 that's all I'll say. It's taken pretty seriously. Many people have likened the rainbow jacket to the green jacket at the Masters. And we're with the defending champion this evening. So... Uh, so Mark, I mean, I, I would say the rainbow jacket's a pretty special piece. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, um, I think it's something to be proud of that we are a group of competitive men who take, t- who take it seriously in between the ropes and come out the other side alive. Some right. of us. So I, I of think, us. I think the backhanded nature of your advice to the debutantes we could do without but 
I do agree that um, the overarching theme that golf, the golf portion is competitive and serious. I'm okay with. I don't think it was backhanded at all. I came out directly and said it's taken very seriously. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll leave it here. Um, Josh Espo, two-time defending spirit of the tour. We appreciate, uh, appreciate your time and we'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. See you boys in Wisconsin. And our last interview before we finally reach the trip, Jeff, my little brother is literally going on the trip with us. But we're going to interview my rival, my fake little brother, the SVP of sports booking, Matt Roth. I beat his brains in last week. Oh, sorry. I meant last year, but I did beat his brains in last week, too. I wonder how many strokes I'm going to have to give him this season. We are pleased to welcome in the director, VP, senior VP of the Four Tour Sportsbook. Matt, welcome to the show. We're pleased to have you. I think we have plenty of information to break down because you just unveiled some very juicy lines to Mark and I, and we got to know where your head's at. Thank you for joining the podcast. Guys, great to be here. Incredible idea. Uh, We've got a ton of content here, a ton of things we can go over. Um, We've got the individual champion. um, We've got prop bets. We've got individual matchups that we can get into. There's a a, a ton to kind of break down and and I'm pumped to be here. I think it's going to be a a cool idea and, and something that could uh, cause a little controversy down the line. Hey, Matt, um, Mark, Please, Mark, Mark here. I, um, so first of all, extremely difficult job as the senior VP of sports books, uh, handicapping a 12 person tournament. And in front of us, we've got the uh, odds to win the individual title. We've got some matchup lines, all this stuff. Um, Jeff, I'm going to let you kind of, um, do it the way we do walk it in and go down the odds board a little bit and would love um, Matt to give our listeners um, some breakdowns and reasonings why he came to the conclusions he did. Yeah. And this will be a little bit of a teaser as we get into some of the props, but we really have three distinct groups this year. We've got the, the original four uh, quote unquote, the new school, um, we got the old school and then we got the debutantes, which everyone's loving how I'm saying it. So I'm just going to keep saying it throughout the podcast because uh, that's the Midwest boy in me. But Matt, Mark just mentioned it. You've got a couple guys tied at the top. I'm honored that you think so highly of my golf game that you would put me at the shortest odds along with a guy I've never seen swing a golf club in Mark Horn at two to one along the what? What's the thinking there and, and how do you come to those numbers? Yeah. So it's a little bit straightforward. It's, it's lucky that we have this great handicap system where everybody enters their scores for the most part, you can see how everyone's playing. You can see where they're playing course ratings, etc. So I did in fact, hang Jeffrey Zamara as the favorite at plus 175 when the book opened. Um, he is yet to take a single bet. Um, it's tough luck. It's a really tough luck, which, you know, I'm, I'm okay with as the favorite usually gets hammered. I think a lot of people are thinking we like Jeff, but maybe we don't like Jeff at that number. Um, but the reason I opened you as the favorite, you've won, what is it? Three times at this point. Um, I've been watching in the Grint. Uh, you're putting up solid rounds. It looks like mid seventies, um, high seventies, but you're, you're playing consistent golf. I've seen you play golf. You just, you keep the ball in the middle. You don't get in a lot of trouble. Um, a little bit of a home game for you, maybe 
coming to Wisconsin? Are we going to say that? Or no? only, Mid- only Midwest guy on the, on the whole trip. So I gave you a little added bump. pressure. Gave you a little bump for that. Could be a little bit of an added pressure. Um, but anyways, the second tied for second best handicap currently, I was very comfortable making you the favorite. Um, we've got Mark Horn here that only one person on this 12 person trip has ever seen swing a golf club. I'm not sure if I could pick him out of a lineup, uh, <laughs> but it says right here, he's a 6.4. He put up a, an attested 75 at rest national, not the hardest course, not the easiest course. Um, I've never sniffed 75. So I've got him as second and currently tied with you. Now you're, you're now plus 200. And so is Mark Horn. I took a max bet on Mark Horn um, a week or so ago at plus 350. He's now moved to plus 200. The book has since taken an additional two bets on him. So we don't really want any more action on Mark Horn currently. Uh, so he is plus 200 and so are you. I know he's got a good handicap. Uh, we've never seen him play. He doesn't know any of us. He doesn't know any of the courses. Uh, so we'll see. I'm bullish on how he's going to play, but we'll see. Well, can you perform in the bright lights? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, and, and Matt, you mentioned, uh, opening lines and, and line shifting and such. I think it's important to note to the listeners that these are fluid lines, just like you would find in any other sports book for any other sport. Um, is it a combination of the bets the book is taking, you're following along live rounds on the grant. Like yes. what, what all goes into line moves for you? Everything, everything. So, right. I've, I've been seeing people play, but for the majority of this thing, when I take a big bet, you kind of got to loosen the odds a little bit. Mark Horn, for example, uh, we took a max bet on Ryan Cormack. Um, a couple other people have now piled on Ryan Cormack, your brother um, at plus 500 actually has the highest handle so far here at the book, the most amount of money, uh, here at the book to win the four horsemen is on Ryan Cormack currently a guy who's never been on this trip before. Never been. on. I don't the- understand this. The bright lights. I don't know if either of these guys are going to be able to perform once the bright lights of the four tour. Are. I do think that's a thing. And I think Espo found that out. I think everybody who plays on this trip the first time, even um, I was in the original four. So were you Jeff and maybe Mark can attest to this. The first time you come out here, you're kind of like, yeah, we're just going to play golf. And it's a little bit different. Would you yeah. say that Mark? Yeah. I I mean, I finished seventh out of eight players when I started on this trip. So I know how that goes. Obviously I won last year. It's not a big deal, but um, (laughs) in terms of liability, Matt, you mentioned Ryan taking so many bets Um, who, I guess, I mean, you could start with Ryan if you'd like, but anywhere else on the board, like who, who are you worried about as the book? Yeah. So that's why, you know, I hung Jeff Zamara as the favorite and I haven't taken a bet on him yet. And I'm pretty pumped because I like Jeff. I like his game. I think, you know, he should probably win. And I'm taking a lot of bets on Mark Horn to win, who's no one's ever seen him play. I've taken a ton of bets on Ryan Cormack, on Matt Bechtel. So all of these different exposures are a lot. So I just need to root for the favorite to win. And how many times does that really happen in life that you just need the favorite to win and the book's going to clean up? It's usually the exact opposite. Rob, there's there's a, an angle to this that as we move down the odds boards, that's interesting to me because I think there's a number of good golfers with juicy odds. And you're talking about where the risk lies for the book. 
as we move down the board, you've got Matt Bechtel, two-time champion at plus 275. Yeah. As you move a little bit further, you've got the former champion on this podcast right now, Mark Cormack, plus 450. Then I think it gets really interesting, and I want to give you the latitude to go where you think you have some 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 breakdowns to provide us. Because then you've got Bobby Minetti, plus 650. Guy hates Bermuda. We're going to bend grass. Like in that window, what's the book thinking with uh, with those three or four guys? Yeah, we we don't have currently any bets on anybody. Um plus 600 or more. And I think that kind of a lot of people can see the writing on the wall. There's only four or five people out of the 12 that can probably win. Um, we're playing five rounds this year, which is an extra round. Um, so that's you know, when you play an extra round of golf, if you're a bad player, you can't get as lucky last year, you know, you know, no offense to anyone on this podcast may have won um, the championship playing three rounds of stroke play. Um, and being the champion, you were the champion, Mark, um, it, you know, it did go well, but the more rounds you play, the harder it gets to kind of stay at the top. If you're a higher handicap, you got a six handicap against a 12 handicap. You know, maybe if you play three rounds, the 12 could pull an upset when you play five rounds, an extra two rounds. Um, you know, it's obviously becomes a lot harder. So starting with Bobby Manetti, do I think Bobby can win? Uh, you know, I always think Bobby is playing well and, and, and going into this. I'm like, we're playing here in, in DC and you look at Bobby when he plays, it's like, man, he's, you know, he's the best golfer. He's playing the best golf. And then he gets there and he has never once contended, not even been close. Um, to win on any of these golf trips. So I do you I, think, I, do you think this has to do with his love affair with Brian Dean? I mean, do you think he's so distracted playing every round with it's, Brian that yeah. he can't we, fathom winning himself? We made a joke. Jeff and I made a joke um, earlier in this uh, episode. We, we called them team tummy sticks and yeah. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for it. Yeah. They love it. You watch him play. And, and I think Bobby says that, I don't know if it's a defense mechanism to, I don't have to feel like I need to win the individual thing because I have Brian and we're going to win the team thing. I don't know, you know, if that's 100% true. Um, but yeah, it appears that he's more of a, I'm going to have fun and win this with my teammate than be super competitive with the people at the top that I should be competitive with. Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe this could be the year he shocks people the year that, nothing is really expected of him. So I, I think we, we shouldn't let you off the hook here, Matt. You said four or five guys um, could probably win this yeah. tournament. Um, I think you should probably name those four or five guys, first of all. Okay. And my follow-up question to that is just looking at the odds board, the, where you're, you might be unsure, the fringe might lie is me versus Ryan. So right yeah. now you're looking at handicaps and, and, and Ryan and I, my brother and I are four and five um, in terms of handicaps uh, on this trip. We just got our first look, Jeff and I did at matchup bets. You are hanging Ryan at minus four and a half strokes over me. So the floor is yours, Matt. That would put me fifth in your estimation to win this trip. Do you or do you not think I can win this trip? And then where did you, where, why did you pick Ryan minus four and a half over me? All right. Um, can you win? It's hard to say you cannot win because you won last year, right? Um, maybe a little bit of a different circumstance back then. You had a lot of more time on your hands. You're playing golf, no injuries to be reported. 
Um, I think you can win, but there are a lot of good golfers that seem to be taking this year very seriously. Jeff Samarin years past, sometimes he's just there to booze. He's been playing golf three times a week. Matt Bechtel, three times a week. There's a lot of people, Mark Horn, we don't know, lowest handicap. Um, he's up there. Do I think you can win? Um, the no. binary answer. There I don't think, I, I don't think you can win. I think I would be shocked if you won, I guess. So okay. I'm open to any and all bets. That's why I took a, a half max bet on you and I kept the line where it was. We're not afraid of any <laughs> Cormac action, Ryan, Mark, or otherwise. I'll take all your bets. You're straight up soliciting bets the on lines, Cormac Brothers. The lines aren't moving. This is, uh, we will take all the bets, any and all, on the Cormacs. I'm not sure it's going to move. I, I, they're great people, good golfers, a lot of talent at the top this year. Hold on, though. You have your brother, and you have your best friend on this trip. Yeah. You don't believe either of those guys have any chance to win this. Yeah, I mean, if I could break them down, um, Jeff White, good golfer, very up and down. Like I, I mentioned, he's going to have probably one of the lower rounds and one of the higher rounds. That's just kind of how he operates. Going to drink a lot, going to have a great time. Yeah, I think he he gets fatigued just the way he vibes. Yeah, he gets Do fatigued. You Hold on, hold on, hold on. This sounds like, and God, he's my partner this year, and I've got all the faith in him, but you're talking about a potential spirit of the tour. No, no, not that. You just described the vibes. You described the vibes. I'm just. If so, I think the spirit of the tour needs to be clearly defined, kind of like most valuable players' uh, awards need, need to be clearly defined. Is it most valuable player or is it most outstanding player? If you're the spirit of the tour, are you the worst golfer? Or are you like kind of near like in that bottom echelon, but also good vibes? Like, are you disqualified if you're not the worst well, golfer the in the former, trip? We have to define what that is. I do. will say Jeff, Jeff White is going to be nowhere near the worst golfer on this. Trip. Right. That but I he vibes pretty, about. but he vibes hard. And he I think hard. the way he vibes, he might get fatigued in a five round tournament. Yeah, he could. But if we're talking about from the team aspect of it, I would, I would be pumped if Jeff was my teammate. Cause I know he's gonna make a lot of pars. He's going to sprinkle him some birdies. He can go low. He's just going to have a couple of weird holes. And that's why it's going to probably prevent him from winning the stroke play. Um, but as a, a teammate, it's, he's perfect. And he's not going to get pissed at you. He's not going to get too high. Not going to get too low. It's going to be great. My brother, on the other hand, he's coming. Uh, love the guy. Uh, can he win? No, he cannot. I'm a little bit concerned with his form lately. He did throw up a decent score the other day, but he's also never been on one of these bigger golf trips. So I think in the same mold as the first time Mark came, the first time Espo came, the first time Manetti came and Myrtle Beach and was talking about how hot it was or whatever. It's going to be like a little bit of a different trip, a little bit more hype to play well. And obviously a little bit early on, it's going to be a harder, um, to play well. And in, in my opinion, I, I think it's hard to go on this trip as a first timer and do well. I have one last question for this board. And then we're going to move to props because I know people either have are looking at them right now or are soon to be opening them. Yeah. What number do you think you have to post to get action on Josh Espo? To win? <laughs> yes. What number do you think you have to post to get action? 10 million to one. 10, <laughs> 10 million to one. <laughs> uh, you know, 
It would be like if so. I watched uh, the uh, Welcome to Wrexham on FX yesterday. It premiered. Uh, Rob McElhaney and uh, Ryan Reynolds. You know they they own Wrexham AFC, so they're like not even in the Premier League right now. They're like in like the English league, which is fifth tier or something like that. It'd be like if one of those teams won the Premier League, which they're not even able to do. <laughs> Jeez, guys. Okay, that's. He is not my partner this year. He was my partner last year. Uh, we're going to – enough talk. love Josh, though. We love Josh. We, do, we all do. He is the spirit of the tour. Um, yes, we do love Josh. All right, let's 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 shift here. We've got another angle to this this year. Uh, thank you to the SVP. I'm going to put you in as an SVP title. It's clear you're, you're that good at this. SVP of the Four Tour Sportsbook. We've got matchup bets with lines. We've got some props to talk about. I just want to kick things off um, by talking about – a guy we didn't really talk about for the odds to win, but we also didn't talk about we didn't talk about either of these guys. Aaron Freeman, former champion, he's back. Not what wasn't here last year. He's going up against a guy who went. Mark was Dean last, or was he second to last two years ago? He was last before us both came on the trip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now this guy is is only a six and a half stroke underdog to Freeman this season. Or this 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 uh, this tournament. I'm very curious to understand the Freeman line because I don't believe you at the sports book have seen much from Aaron Freeman on a golf course in a while. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. And one of the factors into my power ratings was recent form. And I think uh, Aaron Freeman's last 20 in his handicap goes back to like 2018. So you know it's an absolute joke um, trying to figure out what Aaron Freeman is going to do. He won this whole thing in 2017. He played really t- well in 2015 and 2016. He was always toward the top, um, had a son, um, hasn't been playing as much golf, missed the trip last year, um, being a good father. So I don't know really what to expect from him. I just know how he's played in the past. Um yeah, it, it was extremely tough to hang a line on that. Brian Dean, on the other hand, comes out of nowhere. I think he knew he was going to play well last year. Um, if you go back to the props and what he was betting on and who he said he was going to beat, uh, I think he kind of knew he was playing well. I've had a couple conversations with Brian, and I've actually checked his gen and his kind of uh, form, his last five, um, kind of trending more to where he was two years ago. So, with five rounds of golf, I mean, this is kind of saying they're about a stroke difference per round. So just based on Aaron's past history, he did have a great round at Reston National with Mark Horn the other day. Um, that's where we're going to hang it. The floor is yours, guys, and where you would want to bet uh, on either side of that. Trust me, I have got plenty of thoughts on where I want to lay my bets, Matt. Um, well, wait, 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 wait. Before you, before you, what about this one? Yeah, are you I'm taking Freeman you. or are you taking Dean? Oh, uh, I'm probably going to be taking Dean for sure. Okay. I'm, I, I'm taking Freeman. I've, I've spoken with Dean as well. Guy seems rattled. Uh, really? I think Freeman, I think Freeman weirdly cares this year. Uh, I think Freeman cares because he brought Mark Horn on the trip. None of us know Mark Horn. I'm sure Mark Horn's going to be a tremendous ad. Freeman is Mark's partner. I think Freeman, I think Freeman feels a little chip on the shoulder. Oh, like, I, there's no doubt. I would agree. I would agree with that. And Freeman, that's, that's Freeman's MO. Like he just does it silently, but you know, because he doesn't let silent. you know. Yeah. Yes. The chip exists and it is a fucking chip on that shoulder, but man, yeah. he, he, I mean, he, he, he may top the first tee ball, make a double bogey on the first hole, but then right the ship. Yeah. Um, Dean, Dean, Dino moved out of the area recently. 
I love the guy. We, we kind of like underdogs brought up together, um, you know, to the top of the pyramid. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just what little golf I've seen of Freeman play lately. Um, man, I, I, I know Dean's been hitting the simulator. He's been playing. So I, I don't know, man. I, if there's something about that six and a half. I think Dean might be a, a little disrespected by it. Um, speaking of disrespect, I've got a question. Ah. How dare you? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I knew there was a couple of these that you're going to be pretty offended by. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. So for the listeners, Matt and I are extremely good friends, have been for a long time. We also have a very heated, competitive, friendly rivalry, and we have for years. I've, I'm looking at lines here, Matt, and you've got me minus a stroke and a half over you. Yeah, and it took everything in my power not to lay that as a pick em. I, <laughs> I I am booking these, so I tried to see maybe where I didn't want to take an absolute bloodbath exposure okay. on M Cormac at a pick em, So I decided to, to throw it a stroke and a half, and Lord knows I didn't want to. But the explanation behind it is I think it's always pretty competitive with the exception of last year that you won. Yeah, um, so the line last year I think was 11 and a half, and I beat you by 12, correct? Something like that. It was, might've even been, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um, I'm playing a little bit better. You're playing a little worse, I guess you'd say, or maybe the same, but you are playing less golf in general. That's true. Um, I I will bring up the nugget. We went to Bandon Dunes in Oregon last November and I did beat you in five rounds strokes on the field. No, 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 no strokes, no line, nothing. Also true. So, you know, would I have, if I, if we went by pure power, power rate, power ratings based on my handicap and your handicap with a few of the factors I've thrown in, would you be a bigger favorite potentially? So people listening to this that, um, think Mark Cormack minus 1.5 is a bargain. It, it probably is. It should be more, but as long as I'm hanging the lines, it'll never be more. <laughs> Mark, I love you as my co-host. We two podcasts together. Listening to Matt Rob talk about it and knowing the amount of pride that this man has in his game and how disappointed he's been in the past, I'm taking the I'm taking the strokes. Give me the the one and a half on Rob. I I think he's going to come into season <laughs> ready ready to battle you. We may have to bring in a couple of uh, spot appearances from our wives um, yeah. because they've seen the exchanges after tournaments the last three years. That's all I'll say. Not been great for me. I will say I'm due. And I would also like to note that this is my first four tour trip as a dad. So Mm. I get the dad bump. That's true. Big time. You're playing for more this year. Right. He's playing for more. He's trying to, he's trying to eat for an additional person now. Now, did I hang this line trying to get 50 to the action? No, I didn't. I hung it as a point of pride for me. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah, play prideful. I got you, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Plus one and a half. Another one, you've mentioned it took everything in your power not to make it a pick em. You only have one, one uh, of these matchups that's that close to a pick em, and that is Bechtel as a favorite by half a stroke over Horn. We haven't talked much about Bechtel. One of your closest buddies, you're giving him a half stroke over Horn. Where's the thinking there? Yeah. Good one. And, and, and I got another good one after that one, the, the one here at the top of the board, which is the longest standing rivalry on this trip. <laughs> but I, I will get into this. And the reason it is, is my buddy Bechtel, great golfer, cares a ton. 
Um, obviously that's good and bad because he's playing a ton of golf, but also he could be like a little bit mentally, like I really need to play well. Um, I will, I do believe he will settle in. I've never seen Mark Horn play golf. So it's really hard to, to make lines based off of these. Um, but he is the better handicap by I think half a stroke than Bechtel. And he does play a variety of courses. Bechtel plays the same course. I think it is an advantage to play the same course every time. Um, but Bechtel has been on this trip before Bechtel has won two of these and the two that he won were, you know, absolute slaughters. There were no doubters. Um, so I am going to make him the favorite here, even though Mark Horn is technically a better handicap. So 0.5 strokes over five rounds. I mean, should he be a two and a half point favorite? I think, um, Bechtel's past experience and, you know, how much he cares. I'm going to, I'm going to make him the slight favorite and we'll see where the bets end up on that. But I think, you know, we could get some 50, 50 action. We'll see. I wish I could count faster and figure out how many you have on here, but that is definitely one that is piquing my interest. And I can't wait for prop night to hear yeah. all the guys bicker and bitch about yeah. that number. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it. I have to ask you, you have me as a two and a half stroke favorite over Bechtel. You've mentioned the rivalry. Bechtel's going for his third jacket. There's only one person with three jackets, and that's me. That's nobody else. Talk me through this line. So, obviously, you and Bechtel are the two most respected golfers on this trip, for sure, with three wins and two. Um, I think the reason I make it two and a half is is how well you've been golfing. I've seen the grant. I've seen the rounds. I believe in it. I know how you play golf. You won't get in too much trouble. I think Bechtel's um, maybe a bit more volatile. He could the driver could get away from me. He could hit higher, but I do think maybe he hits the ball a little bit better when he's hitting it better. Um, the reason I put it at two and a half and, and here's the thing, I think everyone has their little person that there's a rivalry with, and, and you just obviously seem to come out on the right side of that more often than not. Um, the two that he won, you weren't involved with at all. Uh, he pounded everybody. I think he won one by 18 one by like 14, two, That's two a shellacking. So he he won them both. So I think here's the line. Either either Bechtel beats you and beats you by a lot, but if it's close, I think he's going to start thinking about it. He's going to remember two years ago when you guys were going head-to-head on the back nine at Moreland and he threw his club in the water. Um, (laughs) I think if it's close down the stretch, it could be hard for him to close, but it wouldn't be surprised. I I wouldn't be shocked if if he beat you by 10. I guess that's why I put the line there. If it's close, I give you the edge, but I, he could, he could beat you. I think people want me to like, like pretend like I'm some alpha out here, but Bechtel is a incredibly good golfer. I imagine Mark Horn's a very good golfer. I think this line is very fair. I agree with your handicap. I definitely agree with it. Bechtel could go out and blitz this field. He wants it. The man wants it. But Mark, what do we always say about hungry dogs? (laughs) <laughs> they don't always eat. <laughs> All right, Mark, why don't you take a side? We won't make Jeff take a side here. Are you going to take a side here on this line? Oh, yeah. I'm taking Zamara over back to for sure. Wow. Podcast co- bros. And going to cover the two and a half. Yeah, I think I think he wins by four or five. Okay. But it's close. It's yeah. not a, that's oh, not yeah, a it's close. He may even win by three, but I think he covers two and a half. Okay. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a good line. I think I'm going to get some some action on both sides with that. Yeah, Mark, um, sh- should we talk about the group bets from here? Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to ask, like, what went into all the? I mean, some of these are interesting lines, Matt. Yeah. Um. So I, I I took the base handicap of everybody. 
Um, and then I had three separate categories that I power rated everybody into. And it was basically like you got deductions or additions or no change based on current form. So I was checking everybody's handicaps. So last five, so like for instance, like Ryan Cormack's last five rounds are decent rounds in the mid eighties, but none of them contributed to his handicap, um, which I thought was interesting. So I was like, how do I score that? Is that good form? Is that bad form? Is that was kind of a neutral thing for me. Um, another thing that I counted towards is past experience. So people that have played in here, uh, they kind of got a little bit of a bump. People that didn't, Mark Horn took a little bit of a hit in how he was power rated because he's never been here before. I think it definitely matters. Um, and then I had certain X factors such as, you know, home game for Jeff Samara, me and Aaron Freeman being new dads, dad bump. Um, and then a couple of people have mentioned injuries on this trip. Mark, you yourself have been talking about your back. How's that going to hold up with five rounds in four days? Um, couple people have been talking about injuries. So I, I, I kind of threw that into like a little bit of an X factor category as well as a style of play and their volatility. So our poor friend, not poor friend, our great friend, Josh Espo, um, looking at a lot of these bunkers on these trips and I'm thinking about a 20 handicap in these bunkers. And I'm like, this looks like hell on earth. And we saw him at Pinehurst and I heard he's been playing much better golf and I'm pumped for him. Four years ago, he wouldn't even come play golf with us at all at Poolsville Country Club. Not even a country club. That's not a country club. <laughs> Poolsville <laughs> goat track. He's playing better golf. He's got a net in his whatever. Is that a deck? I don't know. Yeah. But he's yeah, immersed. He actually has an outdoor space in New York City. He Guys live it. Himself into it. He's super competitive. He doesn't like losing any more than anybody any of us do. Um, you know, so his time will be soon, but maybe not now. But anyway, he got kind of a little bit of a deduction because it's going to be harder for a 20 handicap on these courses because they're harder. And, you know, it was hard to like make lines just because over five rounds, like I've shot 108 on this trip before, which is insane. But I, you know, I guess I, I took power ratings and I, I power rated these myself and it was hard to do. Cause I didn't know if I was supposed to just take the power ratings and then do it by five rounds or if I was supposed to do maybe 60% of what I did. So I kind of did a little bit of mix and mash. And I kind of looked at it myself and say, can I make a pick on this? And if I could, I would sort of adjust some things. It basically, I immersed a lot of time in this unnecessarily probably um, because this is just for fun pretty much. Um, but I did power rate everybody and that's how I got there. Did you, um, I'm, I'm trying to go through this now while, while live uh, asking a question, but did you match up? Did you hang a line on any teammates against each other? No, that was not allowed. Got it. And, and to run through this, for top old school, the original four, I'm at a pick. You got Bechtel minus two and a half, Freeman minus 28 and a half, Rott minus 28 and a half. Cormac is the only person on this, not in that group. Where, where do you like of those four in that grouping? Well, um, man, I mean, I already said I like Zamara over Bechtel, so – I mean, I'm going to have to stick with Zamara, right? Yeah. Hey, baby, let's go. Just keep pouring it on. I love it. Yeah. Right. And it's hard if you think about it. So can Jeff beat me and Freeman by six strokes every single round? I don't I'm, know. Maybe. I'm obviously in that grouping, but I think the Freeman number is interesting. I'm minus 28 and a half. Yeah. And those those groups, there's four people in each group. They play. They pay plus 325. So mm -hmm. something fun. Yeah. In, no, in, I, I in the new lot. school – you got Cormac at a pick, Minetti minus five and a half, Dean minus 23 and a half, and Espo minus 46 and a half. I mean, 
if there's a place to take some Josh Espo magic, I, I don't know, maybe. Mark, do you think you're going to beat Josh by 46 and a half? I mean, that's uh, nine strokes around, give or take. Yeah. I hope so, Mark. Yeah. I hope so. I, I hope so, too. <laughs> I hope that so too. seems doable. Uh, do, I worry, do I worry about Dino getting that many strokes? Probably. Right. Um, guy finished second to me last year, and now I've got to give him 23 and a half in a group bet. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, it, it was hard. If I wouldn't have talked to Brian Dean maybe this week about it, I I may have like did different lines. But I was I was looking at his chin and, and his scores, and he was just kind of, he, he seemed pretty down on it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He, this guy came in second. He's the second best golfer on the trip. Currently. And now I have to give him twenty three and a half in a bet. Twenty three and a half strokes. Yeah, right. It's hard, but that's how the mighty how the mighty yeah. have fallen. Right. That's you know a nine handicap versus a four or thirteen seven. You know that's kind of yeah. how things break down currently. Right. And yeah, I mean, finally, I'm looking. I'm looking at the debutants, Jeff. Um, I I am too. Whoo, boy, Horn, Mark Horn, Pickham, Ryan Cormack, six and a half, Jeff White, twenty one and a half, and Alan Rott, my teammate, your younger brother, Matt, twenty six and a half. I mean, only person who can't win that group at that number, Alan Rott. Yes, Jeff Jeff White's live, Ryan Cormack's live, and obviously sure. Horn. We got we got three live three live bets there. Um, and I think, uh, if I just had to guess, I, I think you're, you're due for some exposure on Jeff white in this top debutant group. Yeah, this was definitely the hardest one for me to do just because I've never seen any of these guys in the trips, never seen some of these guys play golf. So it was hard for me to hang numbers just based on their handicaps. So I took my best guess and yeah, I'm definitely probably exposed on, on this particular group. Um, but I'm interested to see how it plays out. I mean, Alan, you, I, you know, I wouldn't knock out. I've seen Alan make, you know, he could make seven pars in a row. Like mm-hmm. he's got a much more consistent, more solid swing than me that you can see finds the fairway, finds greens. He doesn't have the big eights, you know, the triples and the quads and stuff that maybe I have. Um, so I, right. To me, this all comes down to is, is Mark Horn for real. And if he is, you know, he's probably going to win this. And if he's not, it's going to be interesting. Right. I I am I'm fading Allen the same way that Rob you were talking about Bechtel and the closeness between he and I. All of you that have these extracurriculars going on this this week, Allen versus Rob, Allen and Mark versus Rob yeah. and Ryan. I'm fading all of you with your extracurriculars because you're not all focused on the one thing. Well, there's two things. There's the individual and there's obviously the more important group championship. But either way. And that's my that's my take this week. I'm fading. I'm fading the uh, the extracurriculars. Understandable. Out of the noise. Um, three more props. Two more for us to discuss. Will there be a hole in one on the trip? Is this a sucker bet at forty to one? Are you not, begging us to give you money for this? Yeah, I'm not taking. I'm not taking any no's. So you can't bet the no. You can only bet the yes. And the minimum is ten dollars. So you have to bet ten dollars. And if you want, you get forty to one. There's twelve of us golfers. There's five rounds. So what is that? That's 60. Let's just say there's four par threes. That's 240 opportunities at a hole in one and you get 40 to one odds. Yeah. I think you're just begging to cover some of your um, plus one and a half against me. (laughs) Very possible, but you know, imagine throwing 20 bucks and being able to talk about how getting you got paid out. Imagine how lit 
this trip will be if somebody aces. <laughs> I mean, I was playing with Bobby on round one at Bandon Dunes, and he was six inches from a hole in one. Six yeah. inches. For the sake, I, I am so happy that this prop that, that it made me smile when I saw it. I just because there is a potential for euphoria if this happens. Pure yes. euphoria. Um, Mark, you want to take us home with the the last one that we'll talk about here on the lowest? Yeah. Note? Low, lowest round at the Four Horsemen Championship this year is um, over under 79 and a half. Um, in my personal opinion, probably a little high. Thoughts? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Go I on. Think, I think we'll have multiple rounds in the 70s this week. So it's never been done. We've been doing this. This is our eighth year. And I know we keep expanding. We're getting better at golf. We added some better golfers. Yeah, right. So those two points specifically, Correct. we're getting better at golf and we've added better golfers. Right. So are you saying this is a bad line? Should I have hung us at? Well, Where, what number would you bet the over? Based, based on history, I would say that you're on to something. But based on those two factors we just rehashed, I. I think it's a little high. I probably would have hung it at 77 and a half, 78 I, and a half even. I agree. I look at the debutants, all four of them. I'm actually going to shine a light here on Alan Rop. You mentioned good swing. All four of them could break 80, could break 80. And you get in 20 rounds out of those guys, plus a group of golfers who have been on this trip. No offense to some, I won't name them by names, but there's a number of people who could break 80 on five tries. I think, I think this number's high. I love that you guys are saying that. I hope I take some under bets. My There's six, 60 is, total rounds of golf. Right. And There's we've got, going to be got three, around in the seven. Caps and eight and a nine, you know. There's some 70s out there. Mark, you ever broke 80? I've never once broken 80, but you <laughs> just – but, but you've just anointed me the fifth best golfer on this trip. You're the first best golfer on the trip currently, Mark. Don't forget well, you're the defending yeah. champion. Yeah, I've got the blazer. But here, here, here is my thoughts on it. No one in this, no one on this trip has ever shot 80. So a little bit of a, you know, everyone cares on so the, much. On the trip, to be clear, not in their own personal yeah. rounds of golf. We hyped, we hyped this trip up so much. There's a little bit of pressure. Everyone's a little nervy. Lawsonia, we're playing, we're teeing off there. Um, one of the easier ones, I people say that it's a little bit more wide open. I think it's a little bit tougher around the greens. Maybe people yeah. are playing a little bit tight. And let's just say they don't. Now you're looking at whistling straights. Have you looked at that river course? Absolute. That blood. looks brutal. <laughs> no one's breaking 80 there. I don't care who you are. I don't sure. think anyone's breaking 80. No one's. Have you looked at the flyovers of whistling straights? Mm -hmm. It looks like track. bunker, 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 bunker. Imagine if we get a windy day for Irish or for whistling. Good night, Sally. My point, my, my point kind of being when I hung this line, no one's ever shot 80 on this trip. I said, can we break 80? 79.5 is the over-under. These are the hardest courses we've ever played. I mean, we're coming from playing Heathland and Parkland and Oyster Bay. And, like, we played Myrtle Beach. And even the Pinehurst courses, like, aren't incredibly hard. Did anyone, like, Tobacco Road is a pretty scorable course. No one was in the 70s. Now, I know we added two better golfers that are lower handicaps. Um, but I still think that these courses are harder it's a little bit of pressure playing them. So, you know, you guys think it's low, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what kind of action I get. Yeah. This one's going to be fun. I think every single member of the tour listening to this right now 
is thinking to themselves, that number is a, it's a juicy line. There's some value. Yeah. Hey, uh, Matt, SVP of the Four Horsemen Tour Sports Book. We want to pre- uh, want to thank you for for coming on, shedding some light, doing all of this work. Yeah, God's um, work. Yeah, I think uh, we'll probably have to uh, put out some lines on social media, yeah. do a couple fun teasers, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, really appreciate the work you put in, and um, we'll we'll have to have you on after the trip to recap um, yeah. all the action. We'll love to guys. Thanks for having me on. And we've already taken some outside action from other people messaging in saying, I want to bet on this. I want to bet on that. It's crazy. I got four or five people that have already bet on the, uh, to win that are not going on the trip. So a lot of interest there. So yeah, looking, looking forward to, to see what rolls in. Is every line open for outside bets? Every line is open. We encourage outside action. You do have to pay up front. Thank you. At wow. walk it in pod on Twitter. <laughs> um, hit us up and, uh, We'll make sure that uh, you're, you're taken care of. Thank you for joining us, SVP. We appreciate you. Thank you.